everybody, and welcome back to the Never Made Varsity Podcast. My name is David. You can find me on Twitter at D underscore Ripper underscore O. And once again, I'm Maverick. You can find me on Twitter at Heartbreak two underscores Kid. I'm Aaron. We're still on the internet, but with my technological fails that we have had tonight, we are well on our way to get it to getting kicked off. So, if you don't hear from us ever again, you know what happened. R.I.P. in peace. And you can find me on Twitter. At Aaron P. Friedman, simple yet memorable, unlike y'all's. Um, and this is Colby. This is our first time doing this intro. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. It's definitely not our third. <laughs> you, you can find me on Twitter at Colby Complains. All one word. So, so no. <laughs> Before you even say anything, no. <laughs> Let's talk about yesterday. Well, well, I guess we had a football game, didn't we? Mm-hmm. How'd that go? We have a soundboard, y'all. We did it. <laughs> that it is the th- one sound that I've figured out so far, and it took us three <laughs> takes to it get here. It took us three takes to get this right. So I apologize to whoever's sounds did not make the board, a.k.a. everyone, because I was the one that said that we should do that sound, but we made it to one sound. Next week, we might have two. Oh, you know, we didn't make it two. We're going to double the sound every week. <laughs> we didn't make one win on the board. I can tell you that. Unfortunately, we lost to Cal. 35 to 30. Let me pull out my list. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> now we're overdoing it. <laughs> Someone needs to make a counter for how many times we're going to use that sound. All right. Who wants to start? I guess I'll start. The quarterbacks. <laughs> Before we even start, when are we going to call? Who's, who's going to like go up to Fedora and say, can you just pick one and just go with it? See, what I think people don't realize is that last week was the first round. Um, this week, Nathan Elliott got a bye. So next week is going to be Chad Surratt versus Nathan Elliott. I just like when they released the depth chart. It was Brandon Harris or Nathan Elliott or Chad Surratt or Manny Miles. You know, it's really just picking. It, it, it angers me. It makes my blood boil seeing us. I was like, okay, so we started off the game with Brandon Harris. And I was like, okay. That's fine, and you give... Uh, kind of to be expected. Yeah, yeah, no, I expected that completely. And I was like, all right, that's fine. We'll start off with him, give him a couple reps, and then like leave him in, no matter how bad he is, so he can get a rhythm going. But you know what we did? We brought in Chaz, which is not a bad thing. I thought Chaz won the quarterback position this week. I thought he won the quarterback battle this week. But you, what, the thing that I hate is the fact that you're throwing two quarterbacks into a system where... It just creates no consistency. If you have one quarterback who's a righty throwing at you versus one quarterback who's a lefty throwing at you, I feel like as a receiver that throws off your timing, your, like how you catch, they both put different spins on the ball. You know, it's just different. You, you need consistency in this kind of offense. And it's, we were not at the level that I expected a Larry Fedora offense to be. And I actually thought our running game went really well mm-hmm. until yeah. the second half, <laughs> which is another story. <laughs> yeah, um, Michael Carter... Um, 8.5, average 8.5 yards to carry. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really want to get into. Like, in my opinion, one of the worst parts about this game was also one of its best in a way because Michael Carter, welcome to the University of North Carolina. I mean, this kid really showed out in his first game as a Tar Heel. I mean, the first half he had, what, 71 yards? 71 yeah. yards uh, rushing. Uh, he had two touchdowns, two very acrobatic uh, scoring plays. I mean, I think this kid's got some talent. Uh, I'm really glad to see him in the rotation. Uh, but second half, I mean, his it was non-existent. It's not his fault. He got two touches in the second half. 
I mean, I don't really see why you get, you take away from the high hand at that point. That's just inexcusable at that point. And that's on Fedora. He's in charge of the offense, is he not? I mean, it's Jordan either Brown, him or the offensive coordinator. I Jordan Brown both. didn't play poorly. Like, 4.2 no. yards a carry is not – that's not chump change. Like, no, not at all. But at the end of the day, when you got someone who's got 70 yards in the first half, you go, hmm, I think he's doing well against this defense. Let's keep giving it to him. Yeah. And if that doesn't work, guess what you have? Another decent running back to hand off to. Yeah, that pissed me off. <laughs> Aaron with the input. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else on quarterbacks? Quarterbacks. I thought the offense moved better with Chaz. And I don't know if that was a question of Brandon not being able to get the offense under his under his fingers uh, because he's coming in from LSU. Um, and I think Chaz just looked better. He he made all the right decisions. He was kind of a little – he had some happy feet in the pocket, but so did Mitch his first game against Georgia. Um, you know, I think he was a little too quick to leave the pocket. Um, but that being said, he made some really great runs. I was going to say, he is quick to leave the pocket, but he is a scrambling quarterback. Yes. So he made some really great – Decision making on on some of the on some of the decision making he had for when he wanted to scramble and when he wanted to stay in the pocket and toss it. He had a lot of good. He was definitely willing to leave the pocket on broken plays and extending those plays eventually will lead to a lot of success. Make no mistake. I mean, he was not perfect by any means, but he still showed a lot of promise in his first game. I think that this might be confirmation bias because I really like what I saw from Chasseret, but. From my vantage point, it looked like the offense was more installed with Chaz in the game than with Brandon in the game, mostly because it seemed like Brandon's offense was restricted. Yeah. It felt like they were holding back what I've seen Fedora do with the offense in the past. I mean, even even looking at these stats, I mean, Surratt, 18 for 28, 161 yards, you know, averaging 5.8 yards per play, one touchdown. QBR, 54. 54.6 as opposed to Brandon Harris. 7 for 16, 60 yards, 3.8 yards per attempt, two interceptions, and a QBR of a whopping 8.3. And I, don't, I don't think that's from lack of talent from Brandon Harris. I think that comes from Chasserat being in the system for two years. I think Brandon Harris has a lot to be desired as far as his accuracy goes. I feel like he has a tendency to Cam Newton it, like overthrow really yeah. badly like I, I can't remember who was in the end zone it might have been Brandon Fritz but I think he he just straight up overthrew a 6-7 tight end <laughs> I don't understand in the end zone he was wide open just straight up overthrew him right in the right in front of the uh, right in front of uh, the band where we were watching it. it was so frustrating to watch this offense work and then when Chaz was successful and had successful scoring drives the next drive they would put Brandon in I mean, I understand that they're trying to figure out who is going to be successful, but when there is one quarterback who is being successful, I mean, you got to at least let ride that wave until it's time to bring in a new quarterback. Sit the hot hand. Yeah. And something I didn't mention, yeah, Chaz Surratt had uh, 66 yards um, on 16 attempts, <clears throat> 4.1 yards per carry with one touchdown. That's now, pretty... that, that one touchdown was in garbage time. But, but still, yeah, you was. know. If we don't miss that field goal, that touchdown puts us in a position to make a two-point conversion to that's send it to a, That's another thing. We are going to really miss Nick Weiler, man. Oh, man. We're back to the days of not having a kicker whatsoever. We're back to Nick Weiler a couple years ago. Yeah, we're back to old Nick Not long-haired, flowy FSU Nick Weiler. <laughs> no, no, those days are over. 
As bad as bad as all that was slipping over my words tonight, I think that the one thing that changed the tide of the game the most and that angered me the most was the targeting penalty. Oh my goodness, that was just such a boneheaded play, and he was going to toss it away anyway. Mm-hmm. That changed the entire game because they on the very next play touchdown. And Jalen Dalton is one of the leaders on our defensive line, and so yeah. I mean, when you lose a player like that off of of a bad call, or not, I mean, I think it was actually a great call. It just sucks that Mental he mistakes. did that. Do uh, anything but hit him with your helmet and we yes. win that game. Done anything else, and he would have been able to stay in the game, and they could have ridden that wave and possibly kept them a whole score underneath going into halftime. The exact same thing happened the night before, the night before when Utah State was playing Wisconsin. They were up 10 nothing, beating him down in the first quarter, and granted, I don't think it was going to last anyways, but... Utah State was making Wisconsin look silly. And Mav and I were watching the game, and there was that targeting penalty, and I said to you, that's the game. No, it was. I mean, And Wisconsin scored 59 straight points on them. I mean, it was also uh, two years ago in our bowl game with Baylor. Matt Collins got a targeting penalty, and it ended up costing some momentum in that game as well. Whereas, I mean, we lost him for that half in the whole first half of the Georgia game. You just don't expect that from a leader. Like, a leader on the team – an anchor on the defense to we were we were in great field position they were about to punt away to us mm-hmm. we were going to be in, we could have ended the half on with some points instead of being minus seven like minus seven in that situation and i knew i knew as soon as i saw him like head for the quarterback after he released it i was like no like i heard abby maria playing in my head <laughs> he, was, he was going towards the quarterback oh, no no you heard reigns of castamere is what you heard <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> Yeah, it's just mental mistakes like that. The defense has the talent. Mm-hmm. The, the second, talent's there. We have more interceptions in that game alone than we had all <laughs> last year. I mean, yeah. that that we need to put a little bit more pressure on the quarterback, but I think overall the front seven did a decent job, especially mm-hmm. Andre Smith with that big interception. Mm-hmm. Just, no, that that's like pro-style interception. He read that play excellent. Perfectly. And, but our secondary is not anywhere close to where it needed to be. Mm-hmm. And... You know, when you see a guy like MJ Stewart getting burned on almost every play against whoever, I think it was Wharton, it was his name. Um, Ooh, he was working him. He was just working MJ <laughs> over. Watt, MJ uh, Stewart, preseason All-American, looking like a high school quarterback out there. Wharton, here Wharton. we go. Five receptions for 156 yards, averaging 31.2 yards per catch with a 67-yard long. And the thing is, we know that MJ is better than that because we've seen it. Like oh, yeah. him and Dez as our cornerbacks last year, I mean – we were one of the best secondaries in college football, but <laughs> with somehow I mean, one interception, yeah, <laughs> that was an anomaly. With one interception, I yeah. mean, but and it's just crazy. I mean, I, I know he's going to get better. I mean, I think we have an inexperienced team here, and that's the kind of team that's going to make these silly mistakes. I'm not ready but, to. Hit, I'm not. I'm not ready to hit the panic button just yet. Yeah. I think this season is still young. We've lost, unfortunately, all our season openers since it feels like forever. Um, we haven't won a season opener against an FBS team in over 20 years. Since 97 against Indiana. Indiana, yeah. 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 We did beat Liberty three years ago, but... Yeah, but hey, hey, Liberty, hey, shout out to be. Liberty, though. They just beat Baylor, so no, shout okay. out to all my shout Liberty out, people. Shout out to, <laughs> to Liberty, doing, doing everyone. I almost said God's work, but that would have been way too ironic. <laughs> Wait, are, we're, we're, are they the Flames, aren't they? Are they? I think they're like a flame or something. Liberty Flames. Mm-hmm. I don't want to backtrack, but... Yes, we are a young team, but Fedora is not a new coach. This is what his sixth season here. Yeah, yep. And he's making errors that you would expect a first-time coach to make. The play calling has been stale every season. 
He's letting players, cornerbacks especially, on balls that could be jump balls in the end zone, turn away from the ball and not look and move away, turn away and move away from the ball, giving them free touch, free catches. How? It's, it's inexcusable for a coach that's supposed to be a solid coach. How many times was the ball in the air yesterday more than 15 yards on offense? Oh, I mean, passing was virtually non-existent other than short passing. It looked like he didn't yeah. trust their arms to mm-hmm. go downfield any. I mean, yeah. 18 completions, 161 yards. The other thing, too, like I would bring up two years ago was – one of the most exciting years of offense, but we have to remember that was a whole nother offensive coordinator. That was when we had Seth Luttrell, who is now mm-hmm. at North Texas, and he was one of the biggest innovators in offensive schemes. But I mean, with North this Texas, change, who had a big offense last year, yes, and I mean, Seth is just a great mind of offense. Yeah. So I think that's also something that's contributing in this is that the change uh, to Chris Kapilovich. I mean, he's and he's someone in the staff who you think would have it, but I mean, I think it's still a transition for the entire team. I just, it's just disappointing, is all. You know? I just don't get how two seasons ago you have one of the best offenses in college football, a win away from potentially being making the college playoff on a long shot, but being in a position where if the cards fell right, you could have made the college football playoff, and now an offense that can't move. Well, that's At all, I think I don't I can't remember. If I, I don't said get. This. I don't get why you throw everything out. But that's the thing. The ball was moving when Chester Wright was in the game. <laughs> part part of that was the running game. That part of that was because we were handing it off to Michael. Was it Michael? Michael Carter. Michael Carter. I almost said Michael Jordan, and I'm, I was like, I almost had a conniption. We have Michael and we have Jordan on the team. <laughs> yes, we do. Um, but um, we can't lean on guys like Mac Hollins or Ryan Switzer or Bug Howard or Quinshaw Davis. We don't have that anymore. All we have is Austin Prohl. Not to say that Austin Prohl is, like, not good. I think Austin Prohl is a great receiver, but he is not the same. He, he, can't, br- he can't hold this offense together. You know, we He lost can't him. match the production of Ryan Switzer, let alone Ryan Switzer, Matt Collins, and Bug Howard. Exactly. And Thomas Jefferson can only do so much. As our Thomas Jackson. Receiver. Thomas Jackson. James, Thomas Je- James K. Polk. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas James Jefferson K. and Michael, jo- Michael Jordan are going to carry our offense. Hell yeah. <laughs> No, it's just looking at you know they're you know I I don't even know what year their quarterback is their um, Bowers I don't know any of his experience but he threw like he was a vet he threw t- twenty four for thirty eight three hundred and sixty three yards four TDs two interceptions and a lot of those those big plays those um, explosive plays that they had or when the defense broke down blown mm-hmm. coverages no it was when I mean they would break off from the receiver and then try to grab mm-hmm. him when he oh. Bre- when he came out of the pocket, and then they'd hit him, and he's wide open. I was about to say, yeah, there's the one play where he rolled, he rolled out of the pocket. To his left. To the left. And there was a, a cornerback on a receiver. Number five. But he decided, oh, let me go tackle the quarterback instead of his, <laughs> covering his, my man that's go- streaking downfield. His eyes got big. <laughs> he saw the quarterback rolling out. And- yep. And just it was just a blown coverage, you know, that you just don't do that. If the quarterback runs, he runs. Don't give up a freaking 40-yard reception yeah. for trying to sack the quarterback. I don't want to talk about this anymore. I'm getting angry. <laughs> this is what we have to do, though. And there was a really great Argyle Report uh, article that really summed up how frustrated I was about the whole quarterback situation. I think it was Jackson Coward that wrote it. What was the synopsis? It just... The fact that Larry Fedora's indecision and his whole 
quote unquote QB carousel that he's been doing the past, you know, Three he did it with Marquise and, and, and Mitch, and he's doing it now with Surratt and, and Harris and potentially Elliott. <laughs> potentially. <laughs> I don't know where he went. First round by. Yeah, exactly. Um, and just how that's really hurting the team. Because when if you're a player on this offense and you're, you don't know who's running the huddle until a few seconds before, that's a problem. You need to have a consistent presence in the huddle for that offense. It's hard on the receivers. It's hard on the offensive line. Exactly. I have one more thing to say about this. No, go for it. This is a tweet yesterday from Andrew Carter. Fedora here in, here in with us now. Speaking of missed opportunities, mistakes, lost chances, that could be from literally any year of Fedora coaching Carolina. Pretty much. Yeah. And that, that's the problem with Fedora. He hasn't grown whatsoever as a coach in six years. And are we a football school? No, but we can still we, win some games. We can, we can still win games, and consistent six to eight win seasons, even for a basketball school, shouldn't be enough. I think that it, if his job isn't on the line this season after that performance, I have no clue what's going on in Bubba Cunningham's head. Mm-hmm. Week one, and you lose as 12-point favorites over a team that lost all of their coaching staff last year, think, and it's on a completely new scheme. I don't think we should have been 12-point favorites. I know. I think that was a, but, a I don't disagree, but still, but you, you can't lose the way that you lost I, this week. I do think that this team is going to grow. Uh, this team is going to get better, and the wins will start coming. But I'm not sure wins coming next week either. So um, the heels lose. Segways. Segways. Um, looking forward to next week. Um, we have the Louisville Cardinals currently ranked number 16. Louisville. 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 Um, last week they beat um, the Purdue Boilermakers 35 to 28. Closer in the game, game that was yeah closer, yeah, closer than, than I thought, thought it was going to be. Yeah. Uh, but I'm looking at the box score for that game right now. Um, Lamar Jackson had a combined. 485 yards of offense. He's just he he's he has a really great feel outside the pocket. He can make some really impressive throws. Now the thing about Lamar Jackson is the fact that I don't know if his game will translate to the NFL. And that's why I don't think people are too high on him as far as draft stock. Yeah. I don't think he's at, I think he's a little bit more raw in the passing game. I think he relies a little bit too much on his running and that's why some people are he's not a Cam Newton where Cam Newton's mechanics were not great coming into the NFL, but I think he, he had something there. Whereas I think Lamar Jackson does not have. I think if he wants him. a future in the NFL, it's going to be at a different skill position, whether it's wide receiver or Ooh. a satellite back. Really? I don't think that he has what it takes to be a quarterback because option quarterbacks don't last in the NFL. Coming from the Browns fan that throw prior last year. I mean, going off of that, what I was going to say, he's just a slightly more athletic uh, Marcus Mariota. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, in terms of NFL stuff, I I mean, you get hurt when you run. But, I mean, Marcus has had way better accuracy. No, I'm saying accuracy. I'm saying Lamar is a better athlete. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Now I can see this. (laughs) I can um, see that now. Yeah, I'm looking at the box score. He had 378 yards passing, but he did throw the ball 46 times, Mm -hmm. which is a lot. Um, What was his completion percentage? uh, 30 of 46. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. That's pretty good. QBR of 62.4. I'm looking at Purdue's, um, Purdue's yardage that they got. 293 yards passing. 
um, between two quarterbacks and 51 yards rushing on the game. That does not look good for us at all. Nope. Yeah. I mean, they have a very elite defense. They've had it from last year, and I believe they've brought a lot of people back this year. I expect a bloodbath. If we keep it to two possessions, I'll be satisfied. Yep. I, I mean, we, I think we can all agree that we're not expecting a win. Do, if now. we win, I'll rush Franklin Street. <laughs> <laughs> Quite possibly. But you know what? The good thing will be halftime because we are honoring the one sport <laughs> that people really do love around here. It is basketball. Uh, the basketball team will be receiving their national championship rings. And there's a rumor, I guess, going around maybe. Can we? Is no, let's not. Let's not. I don't want to. I don't want to get. We have some special stuff planned. That's yeah. all we can say. I don't yeah. want Jeff Hughes on my head. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, band! How did, how was band this yesterday? How band did that go? from the podium sounded great. I think ninety five percent of the tunes went really well. There were a couple of mishaps, but that's always expected. You know, first we're game. growing too. We have a hundred over a hundred new members in the band. First game, not everyone knows how it's run, but I think from a logistics standpoint, I thought, especially with the the new schedule and not knowing if it's raining. Uh, we had we found out we were wearing full uniforms at six in the morning. Five forty five. Five forty five in the is, morning. I woke up when we received that email and I did not fall back asleep. Yeah. Yay. So, you know, for all that uncertainty and being flexible and it being the first game, I thought it went extremely well. And I that it's, it, we have a bright fruit, a bright future ahead of us. I thought halftime went really well as well. Yeah. It was not very ginger friendly the last <laughs> half of that game. It did. I have a sunglasses can. I got some. I offered you sunscreen. Literally four times in the first five minutes of the third quarter, and every time you were like, "No, no, no, I'm fine. It's not that sunny." It was one, of and the you are bright it red. It didn't feel hot. It was just the sun is just my enemy, and I hate it. The sun, you should get eclipsed more often. Don't say that I didn't try. Not to bring basketball into everything, but I did get to sneak a peek at uh, Theo Pinson playing football with this little kid over where the football, uh, not where the basketball team was sitting. I also got to see Coach Williams. Talking to Brandon Robinson for if that was any <laughs> if there's any question about that, and it's just cool seeing them in just a normal setting, like yeah. outside of you know in the zone basketball court kind of stuff. You know, I walked past Julie Felton the other day, and um, he is a lot taller than you I thought, thought he would be. He's six foot three, I believe. He looked bigger than that. He um, what was he gonna say? Oh. <laughs> Brandon Robinson held the door open for me going to the bathroom, so that was, <laughs> if anyone wanted to know that. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the UNC Basketball Fan Club. <laughs> My yeah. name is Colby. <laughs> so what you're saying is y'all are best friends now. Oh, definitely. We have a bond now. <laughs> Last year, Kennedy Meeks asked if anyone wanted to play Capture the Flag, and I DM'd him, and he never read it, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that I like it. to think that we're, like, pretty close now. That, no, 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 no. Uh, My freshman year, when I lived in Hojo. Uh, the HJ? One, during, during Snowmageddon. Uh, our first year, their first snowmageddon, um, we were walking around out front, and Justin Jackson was around, and he was hanging out with some people, and he, <laughs> I'll never forget it, he was walking around by himself, because all his friends were talking to somebody, some other people, and he was walking around, and he had a snowball in his hands, and he just looked like a lost puppy, and he was just <laughs> walking around the little quad, he was like looking around, looking to see if he knew anybody, and I was like, I was with my friends, and we were going to go build the snowman in the B-School lot. So we walked up to him and he said, "Hey, what's up, Justin? You know, we know you're a freshman here. You know, uh, you know my name's so you know my name's David. All my other friends introduced themselves and he was like, oh, hello. He's so nice. And we we're like, you know, we're gonna go build a, a snowman over here uh, if you want to join us. Uh, he's like, you know, I really just want to start a snowball fight on on uh, on Skipper Bowls. <laughs> we were like, 
Yeah, sure. Let's go do it. We can make that happen we for can, you. We can make that happen for you, Justin. <laughs> if you can get a three-point shot in two years, we'll do that for you. And he delivered. No. <laughs> no. Um, and, you know, we helped him start. We helped him start a snowball fight on Skipper. And then we went to go build our snowman. But oh, that was a cool little interaction with Justin Jackson before he was, like, Kobe. <laughs> you call that one shining moment, right? Our friend Annabelle, she slid into Stillman White's emails. So you could say she's pretty close. Are we calling out? Are we calling her out on this podcast right now? Hi, Annabelle. <laughs> Annabelle, you said you wanted to hear about Stillman. Here you go. There it is. You tweeted at us. You are receiving. <laughs> I can't believe you just did that. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen you turn red, Colby. <laughs> You're legitimately red right now. I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> But let's not forget my student, the GOAT, Luke May. Were you an OL, man? I was an orientation leader. I had Luke May in my orientation group, Group 15. Shout out to Group 15, hootie hoo. I see y'all out there. Thank y'all for listening. Oh, my God. One, all right. One last thing before we move on. Are we all in agreement on who we think that the starting quarterback should be for this team? Um, Manny Miles. All right. I'm ignoring you now. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> Ramsey's Chazerat <laughs> Not RJ Oh my god So we're going to move on to our next segment A new segment this week um, It's called Aaron's Baseball Corner Something I know nothing about <laughs> Baseball <laughs> Three of us know zero Or Matt, you know a little bit about baseball I mean, like I said I interned with the Asheville Tourists this summer I mean, I played baseball as a kid Followed uh, Major League Baseball as a kid But Don't slide into first yeah, that's all I remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I got hit too much when I played baseball, and that's what made, I got so upset. And my coaches were the ones pitching. <laughs> <laughs> they did not like you, Matt. <laughs> they hate to break I was it like, to I want to hit the ball. I don't want to get hit by the ball. Let me live. That's funny. Um, I know that Aaron Judge recently broke the record for most consecutive games with a strikeout. He. He may be the first rookie ever to have the most home runs, strikeouts, and walks in Major League Baseball in a I season. Did, I did not know that Aaron Judge was a rookie. He is indeed a rookie. <laughs> All right. But anyway, so Aaron, I wanted to talk about baseball. You have two these three minutes. don't know about baseball. Two minutes. Oh God, I gotta go quick. So I got some hot take predictions. First of all, AL Cy Young, Corey Kluber, Chris Sale. He's good and all, but he got an August collapse. September collapse is in the store too. Cluebot is unstoppable. Whoa, whoa, let's calm down here. You can literally say anything and it would be a fire take for me because I know nothing. You could be like, ooh, but everything you say is like, I don't know who these people are, but I'm assuming this is some hot takes right now. World Series, National League, we're going to get the Rockies. Rocktober's coming. You're going to say the Indians. The Dodgers are amazing, don't get me wrong, but... You cannot stay that hot forever, and their pitchers are not playoff pitchers. Clayton Kershaw poops his pants every time he pitches in a playoff game. This is true. I do know that. I knew, I knew that one. AL, <laughs> you got the Indians coming out. Did mm-hmm. I not say this? <laughs> Did I not tell you? We went 19-9 and in the month of August, where we played the Red Sox twice, the Yankees twice. The Mariners, the Angels, and the Tigers. They're heating up. We are heating up. We've won now 11, 10 in a row. No, 11 in a row. And this month we play 
the Tigers twice, the Royals, the White Sox twice. It is a significantly easier month. We could realistically, if we stay this hot, win 20 games. Excuse me. And also this month, we will hopefully be getting back Andrew Miller, Jason Kipnis, and Michael Brantley, three of our most important players. Indians are winning the World Series. You heard it here first. <laughs> uh, then the Browns are winning the Super Bowl, and I'm getting a 2016, 2017, 2018 Cleveland tattoo on my back. I mean, I, it's public now. Um, I think it's a little too early for me to give my World Series prediction. You but have a month left. My uh, my four teams that are definitely going to be it will be the Dodgers, the Rockies, uh, the Indians, and the Red Sox. Oh, also, I did not say why not the Astros because they're pretty good too. Indians are 5-1 and one against the Astros this year, and they have Justin Verlander now. We eat Justin Verlander alive. Indians are going all the way, winning the World Series in five games. Technically, with AP style, if the Cleveland Browns were to win the World Series, um, they would be the 2017 NFL champs. True. But it would be the Super Bowl <laughs> of 2018. So should I... Would it be a 2016, 20, 2016 Cavs, 2017 Carolina, 2017 Indians, 2017 Browns? Yes. That's so uneven. <laughs> You're uneven. I'm so I, sorry. What year is the Super Bowl this year? 52? Yeah. yeah. Then I would do 2016, 2017, 2017 X, er, LII. Speaking of the NFL. Ooh, we're, the Browns are going We are hitting now. with these segues today, man. Oh, I'm hype. Oh, the, the Browns are the undefeated preseason champs. Oh, oh congrats. Goodness. Congratulations. You are joining the 2000. We are the, we are the sixth team ever to give up less than 35 points in the preseason. None of this matters. Those other, those other four teams. Well, so one team is us. One team's the Ravens this year as well. The other four teams, two Super Bowls. Two Super Bowl champions, one Super Bowl loser, 1-0-16, but we can forget about them. That was an anomaly. That means we're going to the Super Bowl, and we're winning the championship. Hit me, so preseason doesn't matter. (laughs) Someone hit me over the head with a bat for just listening to that. (laughs) Please. But yeah, NFL Week 1 predictions. Uh, I mean, me and Colby can probably just talk about the Panthers real fast. Um, The Panthers have the Niners coming up. Um, We are playing at 425 um, on the West Coast in Levi Stadium. I don't see any problems that the Niners I don't can either. give us, honestly. I, I foresee this to be – I know we're still feeling out the new this new-look offense, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be a good game for us to get into a rhythm. I think it'll be a good, a good game for to give Christian McCaffrey sizable minutes to get a feel for, the, the like, a real NFL game. And just looking – I'm looking at the 49ers depth chart right now, and our, I looked at their QB, Brian Hoyer – Former Cleveland Browns QB, I'm rubbing Cleveland my native right Brian Hoyer. Uh, they're starting great quarterback. One. I mean, Carlos Hyde's not a scrub, but he's also not that great either. He's good if he sees the field, but that is a hard if. Hard if. <laughs> um, they got Marquise Goodwin at wide receiver, along with Pierre Garcon, um, who's also not a scrub, but he's getting a little old. And Let's I, eat. <laughs> I want to eat Brian Hoyer alive. I mean, I don't see anybody on this defense to give anybody trouble. Um, the um, ESPN matchup predictor has us a sixty-four percent chance of winning. Vegas is giving us um, five and a half, or is giving San Francisco five and a half points. Um, so I think it's gonna we're gonna win by at least a touchdown. I- I just don't see them. I don't. I just don't see them giving us any problems. If everyone's healthy by the time the game starts and ends, 
I think it'll be a really. I think we'll be a coast to to the. Uh, I almost said the end zone <laughs> to the finish line. Keep pounding ten and six. Heck yes. Now it's time to tighten up because oh in God. week one, my Tennessee Titans face the Raiders of Oakland. Well, soon to be Las Vegas Raiders, I guess. Uh, on a, on a dip, on a, just quickly, I hope the Oakland Raiders, like the Oakland Raider fan base, boycott every single game this season. <laughs> I hope so too. Don't I mean, come. Don't go I mean, to the games. Las Vegas is a nice sports market, but Oakland's one of those teams that's been there for a while. I mean, I think they should. They stay. deserve better than that. So for mine, there's going to be a whole lot of offense in this game. I think it's just who's going to outscore the other one. I really don't know. Last year they beat us seventeen to ten. I mean, it's really toss up for me. I'd like to see my team win, but it's really just who's going to be more effective. And I mean, Derek Carr is going to be Derek Carr. Marcus Mariota is going to be Marcus Mariota. Who else is going to step up for our game? I hope we get a W. W. All I have to say is that this is going to be everyone but the Browns season encapsulated in one sound. <laughs> oh, you meant to say that that's the Brown season, correct? You are wrong. <laughs> David, are you preparing for a fantasy draft right now? I just realized I have the first pick in this draft. <laughs> oh, this has never happened to me. Oh, my God. Is this our draft? Yes. Today, I thought that... I have a draft tomorrow, and the commissioner put in the draft order today, and I thought that I had the first pick in the draft, but little did I know that that was for round zero, which is the keeper round, because I don't understand what my commissioner is doing. If anyone in my fantasy league is listening, impeach Dan. Wait, before we before Hashtag move, not my commissioner. I need advice. Live on podcast. I need advice. <laughs> What's that? David Johnson or Le'Veon Bell? Le'Veon Bell. Is uh, it PPR? No. Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell. You sure? Yes. I really like David Johnson. Le'Veon Bell. I have the Take second you to last pick in this draft. I'm nine. Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> I mean, I get nine and 12, so I mean, I can get a nice couplet, but. All right, I'll take Le'Veon. I'm in trouble. Pick up a quarterback in your fourth round. When you're turning around and get that, those two picks back to back, go ahead and pick up a quarterback and make everyone else. Oh, scramble. when you have that last pick? Yeah. I, I feast on those back to back picks, dude. No, no, I like I do like the idea of picking them close by because I mean I know that the board's not going to change much by the time it gets to me. I just I like either being at the back end or in the middle of the pack where it's just a consistent yeah. one in the middle of every round. Yeah, being getting those back to back picks. This is just well, this is fantasy corner now. <laughs> getting those back to back picks, you can really if you make the right decisions, you can really build yourself a squad. Yeah, you can if get, you make the wrong decisions, you can really collapse a squad. No, it's really, it's a really, it's really, really like walking on glass. Mm-hmm. You got to be smart with your picks, but you can get a lot of really good players. The people at the top of a draft can get really great, like one really great player. But you can build a really solid, consistent foundation with those yeah. if you get those back to back picks. Whoever is listening from these we say the late Slack channel, what did y'all let me do for this fantasy draft? Y'all let me have Tom Brady. Odell Beckham, Amari Cooper, Greg Olson, the Steelers' defense, and Goskowski as my kicker. What did y'all do? Why did y'all do that to me? What are your running backs? Uh, I have Christian McCaffrey, Frank Gore, Amir Abdullah. There you go. Your running backs are weak. Giovanni, no offense, but they are weak. Giovanni Bernard coming off the bench. Actually, yes, offense. That is pretty weak. It's pretty weak. But I think I can make up with – I think that Christian McCaffrey projected 10.2 points. That's a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. It, just, it depends on how much they use him. But if I know if I know Mike Shula, <laughs> oh, Mike Shula. He you won't. know what I know about projections? 
He's going to throw Duke it away. Duke was projected to run away with the national championship this year. Projections hey. mean negative. Okay, says he says, with your oh, says the one who was talking about lunar eclipses <laughs> and undefeated solar pre-season. eclipses. Thank you very much. And that is trends, not projections. That is a big difference. This is statistics. Please. <laughs> I can't stand you. Oh do you have gosh. a Do you have an actual serious Browns prediction, or are you going with your Super Bowl? You're going, <laughs> this blasphemy. Stay off the weed. I am drug free. Thank you very much. And call it blasphemy. But I will call you blasphemy when we win the Super Bowl. I'm about to rip you to shreds when y'all don't win one game this season. Do it. We already have the paper bag bet. How about you do the paper bag when we win the Super Bowl? (laughs) I will bet you whatever you want if y'all win the Super Bowl. That's dangerous. I will. I no, it's not. I promise. This is the best bet I could ever make. You would make. A, you would get a Browns tattoo if we won the Super Bowl. Yes. Okay. Book it. Book it. If the Browns win tattoo the Super Bowl, I will get bag, a, I will Your get a, here first. Folks. I will get a Browns tattoo if they win the Super Bowl this year. I promise you. I'm in. You're in. <laughs> wait, we could do it together. Grand big, <laughs> grand big, grand little date. So wait, what do you get if they don't win the Super Bowl? What, what we already I? said, the paper bag. Oh, okay, it's a paper bag. Okay, just making sure. All right, in the we're into this. Paper bag in the jersey. Easiest bet yes. I ever made. Of course. All right, Twitter questions? Twitter questions. All right, our first Twitter question comes, for, comes to us from two people, from at MichaelCode1995 and my little, oh. at Annie Rindle, who want us to talk about our favorite Marching Tar Heels tunes that we play. To player? Oh, that's weird, because to play and to conduct are two different things. So let's talk about first pop tunes and shorts. Okay, pop tunes, then shorts, then school songs. Favorite pop tune, the only answer is everybody's everything. Next category. To play. to pl- so hard for baritones. To play, everybody's everything. To conduct for pop tunes. Oh, that's a hard one. Bring it. Absolutely not. Bring it. <laughs> Bring it is the bane of my existence. Also, if you're complaining about everybody's everything being hard, then maybe you should switch to a real instrument, oh, like trumpet. Oh, my God. <laughs> Woo! Yikes. Why did you just go after Do we have like the air that? horn? <laughs> <laughs> That's a moment for the air horn. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I play treble clef. We're at two sounds already. I think that I have made this a successful podcast. <laughs> Everything is above the staff. Listen, everybody. No, I would. Okay, yeah, I think everyone's in. I mean, everybody's everything for me to conduct and to and to play. Yeah, for, um, yeah. For baritones, um, LA devotee is mm-hmm. in a great range to be able to belt it out loud and still sound great. Crazy equals genius is also a great tune to play for saxophones. Yeah, we play so many Panic at the Disco songs. Uh, welcome to the Panic at the Disco Disco uh, cover marching band. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's everything is easily my favorite pop tune. I mean, shorts. I like uh, Crazy in Love. I played that in high school. I think it's just a really great song. Everybody knows it. Yonsei is Yonsei. Yeah. Um, Game of Thrones is good. I That's like a good one. I have three favorite shorts. First is New World. New World, yes, for the trumpets. It's, yes. That's a... This one of it our, is one of what I would call lit. <laughs> second. Oh, I froze up for a second. Oh, D.A.C. Ray. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say D.A.C. Ray is really fun to conduct. 
Oh Fortuna, even though it's pretty standard, is really fun to listen to. I really and like Phantom. My last favorite one, <laughs> other than number twelve, because that's just that's easy a school money. song. Oh well, uh, it's I guess. a short set one, but it's a it's a school song, dude. Last one would definitely be three hundred. Ooh, because it's for a second trumpet. It's in like my perfect. I call it screaming, but it's in the middle of the staff, so I would not call it screaming. I'll call it yelling range. <laughs> and I am known that as sounds tr- about right. I am known for playing super loud, and that is in my super loud range. Neck. That's I like all. neck. Yes. Neck is I j- I jammed a neck, dude. Neck has come a long way oh. from two years ago. Instead when we of first got it. We went talking out the side of your neck to talking out the side of your neck. And I'm like, ooh, all right. <laughs> Yeah, it's gone. It's come a long it's, way. We're actually playing like we're not all like ninety five percent white. We've named like all the shorts. I think we can move on to school. Sports. Oh yeah. First for three hundred during that um, four beat rest, um, me and my co section captain yelled, "This is Sparta." <laughs> we were trying to get something going where we yelled, "We are Tar Heels" in the in that little rest in between, but yeah. I don't know how that's gonna stick. This is Tar Pit. <laughs> Ceiling is roof. That does not flow well at all. <laughs> I can't even say it. School songs? Browns, Super Bowl champs. Oh, my God. I love conducting pregame opening, like fanfare. That I don't know if y'all saw me. Y'all probably don't even watch me on the conductor's podium, but I am <gasps> going in. You just attacked my character. Of course I watch the drum majors. Then you see all my stupid faces that I make <laughs> when I'm conducting pregame opening. The song that I jam out to school song-wise is Raise Up. That's when it's time to jam out. Yeah, raise and get, up's a good one. And get crazy a little bit. Y'all need to see my face. Y'all need to watch my face when we're conducting Raise Up. I'm like, <laughs> gritting. Because <laughs> you're excited that it's fourth down. I mean, Raise Up, it's, it's one of the most lit UNC songs because everybody knows it, everybody sings it. And I mean, and it's a squealer for trumpets. I got three again. Oh, you can't just do this. <laughs> I'm indecisive. Am in, I'm indecisive. So you're, I'm co- you're confident. You're Coach Fedora then. Oh. You, you have the Who com- hurt you? <laughs> you have the confidence to say that the Browns will win the Super Bowl, but you don't have the confidence to pick one school song. <laughs> I love all my school songs equally, except Carolina Stop. Fight. I was about to really say, like don't, Carolina don't say Fight. That. You don't know what he likes, Carolina Fight. Isaac Azumba is my favorite school song. Is it? So I got three favorites. I guess four, but it's similar to one. So we got number 12. That's like easy favorite. Yeah, it's easy. Trumpet chords with that one. But that's like the same thing, just modulated. Uh, Oh, Carolina Victory. Furs up again. Yeah. (laughs) And the blue and white. Oh, that's fair. Blue and white's a good one. Okay, I can accept those. I love that one. I like Victory because I get to do my fancy little bow in it. Um, North Carolina has fun horns, horn swings bow, wow. from um, the baritones. I enjoy that. Um, next question. Hold on, let me pick a good one here. We have beautiful, <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Our stopwatch went off, so we don't know how long we've been recording. <laughs> um, yeah, we have a question from at Turner Metlicott, Timmy Turner. Asking um, to talk about Damian Lillard's comments about how we perceive the GOAT and how it's extremely hard to call anyone better. Um, I think he was insinuating between generations. I just want to point out that I gave Turner that, that at name. <laughs> I gave, or I gave him that Twitter name. He was, asking for, he was asking for suggestions, and I said Timmy Turner. And he was like, wow, that's really good. And then he changed it. 
So shout out to Turner for actually listening to something that I actually said. <laughs> First up, should we talk about who we all think is the goat for basketball? Uh, are we going to don't, set don't right stop, now? Aaron? Mute yourself. Well, are we, are we going to narrow it down to the two or three that? No, or we can say anybody. Goat. Goat. A real answer, Mav, not Dirk. All right, can we say? Can we count? To, I'm going to count to three. Going to be one, two, so three. So this is the greatest of all time. Greatest like, of all time. Greatest the of all time. Goat. The goat of Ready? all time. Not who would win in a one-on-one contest. Who is the greatest? Who is the greatest? Yes. Player greatest greatest ever played of all, all time. time. Okay. What? Wait. Wait. Uh, one, two, three. LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who did you say? I said Michael Jordan. I said Larry Bird. You're wrong. <laughs> You're just straight up wrong, dude. LeBron James. I, I'm surprised I didn't hear a Wilt. Not a Wilt. Oh, what am I Kareem. saying? Kareem. Sorry. Oh, blasphemy. <laughs> Kareem. Kareem has an argument. But we're, can, we, can, we, can we squash something right now? The whole Bill Russell 11 championships. He was playing. He played, in an my er- height. he played in an era where steals and blocks were not tracked. And where, people ha- where basketball was people's second jobs. You cannot compare him. Hey, that's what I was going to say. Cool. So now we're in you the can, You can say that he's the GOAT of pre-real stats era, but <laughs> comparing anyone past, like, 1980, you can't compare him to them. That it, Not to say that he was trash. He was great. However, I don't... People always say, oh, guys nowadays... Couldn't. He has aged a lot better than he should have. So I I'm, I'm, have the tweet pulled up for Damian Lillard. Um, someone asked him, do you think Braun has a shot to become the GOAT? And he responded, I don't think people will ever be able to admit someone is better than Jordan, even if they are. I think that's extremely accurate. <laughs> like, extremely now, accurate. Now that we're getting to the actual conversation, Michael Jordan is the GOAT. Because, I mean, really, it's down to LeBron James and, and Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. I take Michael Jordan And that's not a slander. And that's not a slander against LeBron James. No. I take that as a personal attack. It's not a personal <laughs> attack. You're literally calling this man the second best player to ever play the game. Do you understand how many people have come and gone throughout the NBA? You were literally saying that you're you saying he's better than me. Silence. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I do think that Michael Jordan has ha- had a better career than what LeBron James has had so far. If as I were, players, I believe that LeBron James is a better player. Agreed. than Michael Jordan. I completely agree with that statement. But if we're going off who has the best NBA career, I don't know yeah. how you can argue with it's going Michael six and zero. I understand he has the the losses early in the playoffs, correct? You know, yeah, you know, and you it's hard. It could be is it seven straight finals? Yes, seven, seven, seven straight, straight finals. finals. That's an impressive going on eight. feat. That's an impressive <laughs> feat in itself. But to say that never like six and zero oh in the finals with the stat, some of the stats but that Michael put up, you is just acknowledge crazy. why you can't say six and zero oh because he lost so many times before making it. If you say 6-0 and is what makes Michael the GOAT, then you're saying that not making the finals is better than making it and losing, which is just straight up false. You can't say, it's you can't, you can't say that losing in the finals is bad. It's not that's, bad. that's like saying that being the second greatest player of all time is bad. You're very loud, Aaron. I'm passionate about LeBron. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> RIP headphone users. Um, but no, I'm just saying that it's really hard to look at six and zero in the finals versus three and four, four, three and four, three and five, three and five. Now that's just a. It's hard for me to say better career three and five, but also averaging a triple double in the finals, this is leading a, leading both teams in all five statistical Aaron, categories. Aaron, you're getting really hurt over this. I understand. <laughs> you're getting really hurt over me getting getting really hurt. <laughs> you're getting really hurt over this. I understand. LeBron is legitimately. This has had the second best career 
in my opinion. And in a one-on-one, I think LeBron would win. So I think that part of this is arguing semantics because, like, me and David are agreeing right now. Yes. And I'm saying LeBron's the best, and he's saying that Jordan's the best. So it's kind of arguing semantics, and that's kind of the problem with comparing generations because what is upheld the most is going to be different between generations. We like analytics. Um, The older generation likes rings. Even I think the rings argument is fairly a little bit overplayed because you have some it is awful so people. Overplayed. You have some people that if, some if, trash if players. You, if you rings. primarily use the rings argument, then Robert Horry is in one of is in the top ten of all time. Brian Scalabrini is better than Damian Lillard. <laughs> <laughs> no, there I mean, was a guy on Reddit that made a stat called ring shares, and the essentially what he did was he used five stats. I forget what they were, but they were like PER and game score and stuff like that. And basically what he did is there were, for the team that won the championship, they got five ring shares for like the five players that would be on the court. And then using those stats, he figured out how to assign how many of those five rings went to each of those players on the team. And if you went by total ring shares... Jordan had the highest because of six rings. But if you went by average ring shares, LeBron had more rings than anyone else by more than one-tenth of a ring. And that's, like, that's a significant amount out of five rings. Um, I am looking at that post on Reddit from user um, Meoptop um, from four months ago. It looks like Tim Duncan has the highest average ring shares. So is, Tim, is Tim Duncan the goat? Are you sure that's Here's not the to- Are you sure that's not the total? I mean, not the total. The highest in one. Oh, I'm looking at highest. Sorry, let me go to the other post. It's that's another argument that Tim Duncan is actually really undervalued as one of the greatest players of all time. <laughs> Big fundamental out here. Yeah. Uh, y'all keep talking. Maverick, I think I, that a major point is that every generation is very desperate to say that they watch the goat play. And so our grandparents were reluctant to say that Jordan was the GOAT over Bill Russell. Our parents were are reluctant to say that LeBron's the GOAT over Jordan. And we're going to be reluctant to say that LaMelo Ball. Ball is the GOAT over LeBron <laughs> That's James. That's trash. LaMelo Ball is literally one of the most trash basketball players I've ever he seen. He is a high schooler, and he has a signature shoe. I, that does not have any bearing on, <laughs> on his on his shots. Listen, I'm not going to trash. Listen, I, 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 I'm not saying he's good. I'm just Let's using him as a filler. Our generation will be reluctant to say that LeBron James Jr. is better than LeBron. Let me defend myself. I'm not trashing a high schooler. I'm just saying his game needs work. He's a little bit overhyped right now, but that's that's his dad's not his fault, but that's from his dad. He's built up a lot of hype for him, which is good. However, I don't like the fact that his dad is potentially putting his eligibility on the line for his NCAA eligibility on the line. That's one thing that I'm not a fan of. But but does he need to play in college? He's got not technically. He's got but, so well. I'm saying like legitimately, he has so much exposure because of his dad. He could play wherever he wants his first year out of high school, and he will still have all that exposure because LeVar Ball keeps spewing complete crap out of him. I understand that, but you're also putting him against... If you send him overseas, do you think that he'll be going up against the same competition that he would be going into at college? I don't think it matters. No, but I think that hopefully hopefully by the point he gets out of high school, the G League has developed, like we talked about two weeks ago. But he doesn't want... He's not going to go to the... He's not going to want to go to the G League. He wants to go straight to the Lakers. (laughs) You know? He wants him to start for the Lakers. (laughs) 
It's just he he needs time to develop. He needs to play against people that aren't five ten white dudes in high school. And he's just if you're you're robbing him of that opportunity. But now we're going on a tangent, and I feel like Mavern hasn't had a chance to defend himself about his Larry Bird pick. <laughs> I mean, when I think of like scoring, defense, the ability to talk trash, just like I mean, talking Larry, trash should not go. Larry Lance, should, Lance Stevenson sure. is the goat. It is. <laughs> Kevin I mean, Garnett is it's the goat. Important. I mean, Larry Bird was one of the best players, pound for pound, in what he did. Yeah. He was a scorer. He was a defender. He gets, He was a mental fortitude. And I mean, he would he would get people off their game. He, he had did, some real dirty he, passes, man. Yeah, I saw some highlights yeah. from Larry Bird on Twitter. Ooh, he's had some nasty, I mean, nasty highlights. I, I've just always been a fan of Larry's game. And now, think, let's not talk about his uh, post career, like as a you know an NBA executive, because that hasn't been as successful. Well, but, neither has Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Neither has a Bla- LeBron's blasphemous. <laughs> and I agree with one everything other, one, he said, and I believe he is the second best small forward of all time. One other thing that I think that we didn't talk about that I don't value that much, but I think should be said when you're talking about LeBron versus Jordan is that LeBron has had a spotless career off the court. He's never run into any real scandal. I don't think that goes into the conversation. I think you're, you're, you're judging on external things. A lot. <laughs> You're putting a lot of stock in external stuff. I'm not saying that's not he's important. The o- he's the only person that, as a sophomore in high school, they said he's the next Jordan, and he has exceeded the hype. That's fair. No, I agree completely. That's fair. I'm not slandering. I'm not slandering LeBron. <laughs> All right. Oh, are are we done with this one? Yes, I think we're done. We're not going anywhere with this one. I think we can move on. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about something we skipped over because we really want to get into our cow takes. Anything notable happened from our lives in the past week? Because I have something. I don't have any. I don't have good news. Oh, no. No. My dog died over the week. Oh. It was really sad. His name was Max. He was 12 years old. RV Max. He was my buddy. Been there through it all. But, yeah. It was, uh, it was a little tough, but, yeah. He, Sorry, was, he, he was getting old, you know, but still. It was, now it's just, it's moved on from being sad about it to more of, like, being happy about the memories that I had with him, you know? So it was good. Yeah. I'm in a, I'm, I'm, I'm now in a better place about it, so it's nice. <laughs> Not not to bring everybody down. <laughs> oh. What else do we have? I would like to say I am very proud of my girlfriend for taking the MCAT and crushing Ooh. it. She is smarter than me in every way, <laughs> and I appreciate everything that she does. Shout out to Carla. Anything else for our weekly trivia recap? Hey, so how did we do in trivia this week? Bad. <laughs> not good. Um, The trumpet section that came to answer our call of a challenge. Um, they rose to that challenge. <laughs> Beginner's luck. <laughs> I do not believe they will perform as well next week. I think that we are going to win by at least three points. Yes. What did you scarf down this week, Aaron? This week, it was two egg rolls. <laughs> I had... A shrimp egg roll and a chicken egg roll. Actually, you didn't do two. You had one and then took the other in the establishment. Yeah, because I burnt my mouth on the first one. It was hot. Mm-hmm. You brought it in and snuck it in. Yes. And you know what I did? How I, put, to- I put it on Colby's plate with his burger, acted like it belonged, and you know what they did? Nothing. How are we supposed to get a sponsorship from Carolina Coffee Shop if you're going to call yourself out on <laughs> 
I didn't call myself out. Mav brought this on me. He's the one that told me to bring it in. He's the one who told me to put it on the plate, that, and he's that, the one no, who called me out false. on this podcast. That, that is beyond false. Carolina Coffee Shop, please forgive Aaron Friedman for his sins. <laughs> <laughs> please sponsor us. <laughs> um, I tried to find a trivia question about sports. Um, I couldn't think of one. Or I couldn't find one on the internet either. Any of y'all have one? I got one. You got it? One team in Major League Baseball wears different colored numbers on the front and back of their uniforms. Mm. You know the answer? Tweet it at us. If you're the first one to answer correctly, you'll get shouted out next week. And I will find you and give you a firm handshake. (laughs) (laughs) What if they don't go to Carolina? I'll give them a figurative. But firm, handshake. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's all we have for you this week on Never Made Varsity. Um, If you like the podcast, please leave a like on SoundCloud. If you're listening on iTunes, leave a rating. Give us five stars. You can say whatever you want. You can say this podcast is terrible, but leave us five stars. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Subscribe on SoundCloud. Subscribe on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at NeverMadePod. Um, If there is anything you liked or didn't like, um, make sure that you let us know at that um, handle, at NeverMadePod. Um, yeah. Okay. Anybody got anything? Any farewell words? Break on three. One, two, three. Break! <laughs>